talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No, but wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom, you get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong with All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Mosasauri, and with me, as always, to my right is my brother, Josh. Yo. And then with me to my left is Achi. Yes, sir. And we are coming to you live from the year 1725. What the but that is the actual year we are in. That is, if you believe, a certain conspiracy, oh. which is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about conspiracies and how these were proven to be full of shit oh. or how to counteract <clears throat> someone who's really into conspiracy theories, which is a hot topic in... Bro, everything to, right now, today, like, everything conspiracy. Conspiracy this, conspiracy that. Look to the left, conspiracy. Look to the right, conspiracy. Yeah, bro, it's every everything's everything's conspiracy. Every everything. So, Bir- birds are glitches. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, if you guys ain't tired of it, you know, then bless you, bless your hearts, <laughs> bless your hearts. And if you're tired of it, we're sorry because you know we're tired of it too. So uh, I'll be, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. <laughs> so while doing my research on you know looking for different conspiracies i came across um the american psychological association page uh apa.org for short right and on that page you can find a podcast and there's a podcast known as speaking uh it's it's known as speaking of psychology, and this is episode one twenty four, um, by the host of uh, Kim Mills, and the title of this podcast just caught my attention. I'm like, well, all right, we're doing a podcast, right? I mean, an episode based on conspiracies, and this episode, uh, she named it uh, with the question, "Why people." believe in conspiracy theories oh we're, we're bored and stupid and you know what we believe anything <coughs> that's on the internet so yeah yeah that yes the internet does play a factor but conspiracies and people believing conspiracies have been around us for a long time and to a certain degree it's part of our nature yeah because we're all because we we've, we've been boring and stupid for a long time <laughs> gotta spice wow. it up. Wow, wow, okay, spice okay. it up. And um, she, um, so found this podcast here. I found the transcript. So I'm gonna break down uh, the discussion uh, of the host, um, Kim Mills, and her guest. And her guest is uh, a doctor named Karen Douglas. Okay, and a little background on Dr. Douglas. Uh, she's a professor of social psychology at the University of Kent. In the United Kingdom, uh, her research focus uh, is on beliefs in conspiracy theories and their consequences. Uh, she's also interested in the social psychology of human communication, including the influence of technology on social interaction. Okay, so let's break down this whole uh, uh, transcript and um, discussion between Mills and Dr. Douglas. Okay, so Mills starts off the podcast 
um, talking about how COVID-19 was spread all around the world. Right. right. It, it just rocketed all around the world. And following the COVID-19, conspiracy theories followed as well. Oh, 100%. Right? They're talking, right? Well, uh, she gave examples as uh, 5G towers, uh, right? There, that was a conspiracy that these towers were emitting and causing COVID-19. Uh, COVID um, also, uh, yeah, then there, there's uh, also a, a pharmacist who was charged uh, with deliberately destroying hundreds of vaccine. Right? What? A pharmacist? Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's your it, job. In Wisconsin, because <laughs> the individual believed that these doses, uh -huh. right, um, believed that it would change the human DNA, that it will alter and, uh, and just fuck us up more bad than good. Right. So, and then also uh, how um, how people think that the virus itself uh -huh. was engineered and injured nearby only the Chinese and the Chinese only. Right. Right. So that's how she started off this 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 thing, um, the podcast in this episode, um, and then she goes off to the first question to uh, Doctor Douglas. Um, she she hits her with, uh, what counts as a conspiracy theory? Right, so she gave examples on that, uh -huh, uh -huh. right? And then, how do you define conspiracy theory? Right. And what are their common characteristics? Right. So, Doctor Douglas, Doctor Douglas goes on on her definition on what she believes, right? Conspiracy theories are. Mm -hmm. like, She's like, what they are. If it has, if it has aliens <coughs> or anti-Jewishness or. Illuminati or cryptids or cryptids, those are the four pillars of conspiracy <laughs> theories. If they ain't got that, it ain't one. I I wish it was that that easy, that interesting. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is kind of right. But this is her words on what conspiracy theory this really is, is. This is actually a smart person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Douglas goes on on saying that conspiracy theory can normally be defined as a proposed plot carried out in secret usually by a powerful group of people who have some kind of sinister goal behind that motive. Right. So something to gain from what they're doing, and they usually don't have people's best interests at heart, usually their own interests at heart. That's what Dr. Douglas defines conspiracy theory. So, like for example, not a real example, but for example, <laughs> you guys remember? <laughs> yes, best way to explain it. Uh, remember Kingsman, the first one? With fucking Samuel L. Jackson, mm -hmm. like the whole phone thing. Consider that a conspiracy. Is supposed to favor the elite. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that was their own like game, their own freaking plan to like to to start a new generation or something. Yeah, like that. that was to weed out. That was to take out all the poor people. To weed out, weed out. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like new phones. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So 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 there was a group of people saying. Oh, they're trying to insert chips on us to blow our brains out. Yeah. Right? Like, and a lot of people are like, you're stupid, you're right? You're stupid. Right. <laughs> That's what you're literally doing. Me. Me. <laughs> stupid. They're just giving us free phones, bro. Bro, come on. Of course there's nothing behind this. Join the metaverse, bro. Yes, yeah, true. bro. Right? So that was the first question Dr. Douglas answered, right? This is what I think mm. uh, conspiracy is defined as. And then Mills goes on 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 asking dr douglas on like how can you measure right um what's a one or what's a ten yeah of measure 
the conspiracy theories on like these times of crisis and the like severity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like in numbers. Okay. So Douglas goes on and she to cut the whole thing short, uh, she says there's two type of ways on measuring okay. uh conspiracy theories on people believing in that. One is like a generic like layout of questions, right? So from a scale of I strongly agree to I strongly disagree, mm-hmm. uh, and then follow up by questions, right? Like, do you believe blah, 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 like I strongly agree or strongly disagree in right. any media in between. And then there's one that's more specific where you break down like these conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. Like, do you believe in blah, blah, blah? Uh, if so, why? Right. And just to get the mindset of the individual. Right, it's just like yes or no. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, like I remember when COVID was was big. There was this when there was this one doctor who who kept coming at Fauci. This was during the Trump's administration. Yeah, right. So a doctor was coming out at another doctor. Yeah, the doctor. You know how Fauci would have his his mean his open like his well, panel his yeah. panel whatever yeah. when he would yeah. speak for, for the government and stuff right, like right. that for the president and they'd ask him questions but there's this one specific doctor that got huge right he got huge because he was uh, a doctor from Harvard he was a doctor and he was from Harvard and he was just grilling Fauci on just he was super pro he was a super pro conspiracy conspiracy theorist right, right. and he yeah. kept throwing facts <laughs> facts right. this publication says this this publication you know he, he kept yeah. he kept giving his things like that and people and then he was getting big he was getting big and people were like who the fuck is this guy and then they fucking eventually find out who he is uh-huh. he's from Harvard but not from the prestige Harvard it's like some, Harvard? some little like like oh, a trade, trade school like he, he yeah, went to yeah. a trade school Harvard then, trade yeah it was something Harvard it was <laughs> not to do with Harvard and he was tech, technically he, technically he was a doctor because he took a certain qualification where he he could have he could use the title doctor, but it's kind right. of the same thing. Kind of like a dentist is considered a doctor, right, and that's right. not shit about <clears throat> dentists, but it's like it's in that vein where like oh you took a certain class so you could technically call yourself a doctor. He just saw any any and people and then after that people are like oh we're listening to this fucking to this fucking idiot and like and for a while he just kept throwing facts. He he kept throwing facts, and then they're like all right who the fuck is this doctor that he keeps quoting. And they find out the, the dude, the, the dude that he keeps quoting, uh-huh. and it's another dude who's getting it, who who's quoting a YouTube channel, and then they go to that wow. YouTube channel, and then that YouTube channel, dude, that YouTube channel is quoting the doctor, so they're just quoting each other, making huh. up nonsense. And they were just like, holy sh! I mean, this happens on the left too, you know what I mean? But that was just like that's what reminded me of when it's like, I was like. It just picks up steam, and then yeah, everyone just, and then eventually it just starts cannibalizing itself. And you're influencing your influences. That's influencing you. It's just like I was like, "Fuck, holy!" Like, and he was like super huge conspiracy theorist, and he was like super. Um, his whole thing was that um, COVID was man-made, and it was a it was a bio weapon, and he, they had proof of it or whatever. Population control. Population yeah, control, sure. and he was like literally like it's like. Fauci's panels are live and this dude's literally talking about this shit like he's like well what do you say about the statistics that are saying that this this is changing DNA because it's Fauci's like what are you talking about right 
And the people are like, see, Fauci doesn't know how to answer. He, he's grilling them. Take that, you fucking, you know, you fucking libtard. You fucking commies. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Go on. That's just, just that. You sound like a conspiracy yeah. theorist, bro. Me? Yeah. But I was... Which which, which, which makes sense. Like, that attitude yeah. that he's going with, or this individual, the, the, the fake Harvard dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, he's a real Dr. Harvard. Doug, like, <laughs> yeah. Harvard with the E. Harvard E. Yeah. The school's like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> and there's a reason, um, which I'm going to go a little bit more in depth, in which Dr. Douglas has uh, an area of psychology three areas in which she describes on these are the three reasons and factors where different people fall under when it comes to conspiracies conspiracy theories right and um so uh moving on mills goes on on asking um dr douglas if 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 like you've seen conspiracy theories spike like in the sense of just Uptake. on the rise right um, and and Douglas says that's not really my strong side on my research, but she says it's not really necessarily. The only difference is that people have access now to all these outlets of information, right? Yeah. And when she goes into uh, uh, education level and stuff like that, right? Because you don't know what's good sources, right? Bad sources, right? Some people just believe just to believe. Right, just because you like this one IG page, right? They believe whatever they post on that IG page, and they strongly believe by it, right? Right, and it goes under on your group as well, on who you hang around with, right? If you if you can if you hang around with a lot of people who just believe in conspiracy theories, right, then you're gonna sway more towards them, yeah, right. So that's what Douglas says. She's like she doesn't really see, in her opinion, um, conspiracy rising. She's a conspiracy theories always have been, been the around. thing right it's just the fact that we are able to see more information and, and you know that can be you know, bullshit as well mm. and then mills goes on on saying that usually conspiracy theories um she's like most people don't believe in it or people believe in it which came around after the second world war and the beginning of the cold war and that's because of all the propaganda and all the, the lies that were that were that were just you know, uh, making us eat. And uh, Dr. Douglas says, yeah, uh, there's one study that, that did show that, yeah, this is the reason why some people believe in conspiracy theories because there's been uh, experiences of, of our governments and other lying to us, right? Uh, so, yeah. like, like right now, like, you, you could, the reason there's a lot of, the reason why the whole COVID and vaccines have been politicized has to do with a lot with all these networks, CNN, whatever, them putting out misinformation and then us finding out that, that what they said was wrong and instead of saying, hey, yo, no, we fucked up. We were wrong. We were, they just keep trying to cover it up and throw something else. You know how at first, like, mask, don't wear masks. Masks ain't gonna do nothing. And then all of a sudden, wear masks. And now it's like, no, don't wear this type of mask. Wear that one. Yeah. No, no, it's not that one anymore. Double mask, not triple mask. No, it's fine. So it's like, dude, what is it? Like, you keep... You keep saying no, yes, no, yes, and it's that constant. Like, just say if you fuck up, you, you fuck fucked up. up. You're not perfect. You fucked up, bro. Yeah, like if you fucked up, say, hey, you know what? We thought this was was the answer because we, you know, we didn't have this, a lot of information. Now that we have more information, now we realize we were wrong. And this is 
why we're thinking this is the, the, the way to go instead of saying no, yes, no, yes. And people are like, dude, we're fucking done. And that's the whole the whole thing with Joe Rogan right now, how the whole world's yeah. shitting, shitting on Rogan. I mean, they're shitting on Rogan because, you know, he, 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 he fucked up too, like everybody else at CNN, yeah. except he went out and admitted it. But then people are just trying to drag him by bringing up old <laughs> shit. Like, remember yeah. that one time? Yeah. Back in 2001 when he said the N-word and a bunch yeah. of shit. And it's like. And, and going off of that, that's one way um, Dr. Douglas was was um, was talking about on, on how to counter or, or combat conspiracy theories. Right? It's to admit. You're wrong. Right? Well. Not just you're wrong, but admit that, like, for example, like, if you take the vaccination, there is going to be, right, a, a percentage of, of, of side effects and, and, and stuff like that. Because now you're giving the credibility. But most companies, like, for example, CNN, where they don't want to admit, it's because it's going to ruin their face as, they're right? Not, they're looking at the business like point, a, where it's yeah, like, fuck that, we're just going to add more bullshit to it. Yeah. Right? And then slowly but surely, that's strategy where it's going to, like, Derive away from from them actually taking the full blame. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it just has to be, just be transparent. Yeah. You know, you know, we're like now we're starting to realize how big of bullshit news is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, for our parents, it was the source of information. Primer impacto. Well, not even well, not not even uh, primer impacto was just gory that was, TMZ. That was just sad. It was just gory TMZ. It was just. A family of ten drowned, and here's the well, footage. And, and here's the footage. Of, Why? Here's the footage of the firefighter not being able to save the little girl. You're like, Mom, when you got home from school? What the fuck? <laughs> Trying to eat my mac and cheese and my dino nuggets. It's pretty bad. <laughs> what the fuck man. is this? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, for our parents and for elder generations, the news maybe at one point was that beacon of information. Yeah. Like, oh, we could trust. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh, you're just choosing sides. Now yeah. it's like you're bought. Now, now we know. That you have investors from this from this company putting in money, so they're gonna want you to fucking taint your news to make them look a little more better, and yeah. you know, admit and take this off and put. So now we know it's like, all right, you are no longer the trustful source that you once were back in the day. <clears throat> yeah, you're a source. Yeah, now you're just but you're not. Yeah, now you're source. just a source, and like, yeah, yeah you ain't and, it, bro. Yeah, like you ain't, you ain't it. it. And spell like that for. Forever, even newspapers, right? Yeah. Forget the Jack yeah. the Ripper and all that fucking. Oh yeah. Hey, let's just keep going with the story, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So then, then this is where Mills and Doctor Douglas go into more of the psychology aspect of um, of this episode. So Mills goes on, 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 on talking about more of the psychological factors that motivate people to believe in these theories, in these conspiracy theories. As she goes on saying, Dr. Douglas, I know you have a area, three areas in which um, that that she calls epistemic, existential, and social motives. Now, these are the three areas where why people believe in these conspiracy theories. And then, uh, uh Mill says, go on and explain what they are and what those terms mean. And this is what Douglas had to say, Dr. Douglas. 
she says that we argue that people are drawn to conspiracy theories in order to satisfy or an attempt to satisfy three important psychological motives. And these are the three psychological motives. Right? The first of these motives are epistemic motives. And she says that these motives are really just to refer to the need for knowledge and certainty and the motive or desire to have information. And I've known people, I'm pretty sure we know people, right, who claim to have all this knowledge, right, that they feel they have to have all this knowledge, especially when it comes to conspiracy theories and, and, and just to feel that they are important. Yeah. Right, relevant, right? Which doesn't have to be the case, right? Where it's like, all right, I guess, and people are just too, too, uh, they want all this, right, yeah. for themselves. Yeah, it's like, oh, you read that Reddit thread too, okay? Yeah, nice. <clears throat> and then she goes on, on, on saying that, well, when major events happen, right? It's it's normal that people naturally want to know why that happened right they want explanation and they want to know the truth but they also want to feel certain of that truth and then she goes on saying that some psychological evidence suggests that people are drawn to conspiracy theories when they do feel uncertain either in a specific situation or more generally right so if you, if you feel lost you, you you don't have no knowledge or anything about anything and you hear something about it about it you're more likely to believe it you're more likely to believe it like I said if you're bored and stupid I'm pretty bored I'm pretty stupid <laughs> bro 20 19 20 21 year old me yeah believe all this shit bro I was Ooh. annoying luckily luckily nobody like none of our friends are cause they, they know about conspiracies uh-huh. so I couldn't annoy anybody with them but I was just like I was annoying did you hear about well I couldn't talk to anybody <coughs> they just didn't care okay. thankfully thankfully <laughs> you know like all my friends they're, they're, you know, they're all going to college or whatever and I'm over here like the Bohemian Grove yeah fuck yeah of course Barack Obama and George W. Bush are fucking little kids in the, in the fucking San Jose forest <laughs> I was worried about finals. I'm trying to figure out who's fucking kids in the forest. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so this ties in with the level of education. So boring and stupid. No, well, no, in my no. case, in my case. Okay, okay. Well, I'm speaking personally. <laughs> well, according to Douglas, right, uh, people with lower lower levels of education tend to be drawn to conspiracy theories, and they don't or continuation yeah, school. They baby. don't argue. <laughs> that's because people are not in. Challenging. It's simply that they haven't been allowed to have or haven't been given access to the tools to allow them to defer between good sources and bad sources or credible sources and non-credible sources. Right. So they're looking for that knowledge and certainty, but not necessarily looking in the right places. So that's where level of education, in her opinion, in her eyes, the first yeah right. and, and like you only know what you only know you know if no one tells you otherwise you're gonna believe what they told you the first time bro and all i was listening to back then was like jedi mind tricks mortal technique oh my god that's all they fucking sing about this conspiracy theories i was like fuck yeah you, you're fucking right damn i haven't heard of <coughs> mortal technique in a long time 
I listened to him a while back. Yeah. Dude is fucking cool. His dope ass rap. And not only that, like this this guy is like into freaking hardcore music and, and all that shit. I yeah. Was like, what? That's what drew me to like Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah. All those Vinny Paz, all of them. Because I'm looking at their fucking music videos. You're like, is that a fucking Madball shirt? Are they wearing FSU hoodies? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? And yeah. they're like, oh, they're just hardcore kids yeah. from the fucking New York. And yeah, they're just yeah. like rapping. I was like, oh, that's fucking dope. That's all. That's all I would want to listen to when I was back then. Just like, just feeding that whole conspiracy theory yeah. thing, and I and that's what got me into reading. I, I would. That's what I would, I would. I mean, I've always been into reading, but I would read more and more and more and more and more. Uh-huh. And then I started reading like, oh, let's see what the other side. Like, luckily I was like, oh, let's see what the other side is saying. Yeah, you were you were open minded. Yeah, 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 was, yeah. And that's a big difference. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah. oh, they are full of shit. You're right. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, and now that you brought that up, that's another way of, you know, Counter- fighting counteracting. and counteracting and, you know, uh, fighting against yeah, cause conspiracy. I, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to see, like, oh, let's see what the other, let's see what the other, let's see the other side's weak-ass argument. And I was like, damn, their argument makes more sense than this motherfucker. <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe there aren't dragons in the White House. The only issue on that is... Going back to, you know, passion and attitude, okay. right? Because when someone's passionate about something, and it's like it's like a hundred percent in, doesn't matter what you tell them, right? There's no right or there. There is no, there's no the wrong, wrong in their in their saying and yeah. in their belief, right? That's that's what Douglas says. That's the most um, traditional and hardest way to combat against. Or I guess the most traditional way to combat and get because fighting against conspiracy theory is hard in general. Right. Right. It's not like oh do this method and you can sway the other person easily. No, because then they'll no. always tell you. But how do you know? But why? How do you know for sure? Oh, so you, oh, so you could believe them, but I can't believe mine. Okay. Or you're just a sheep of the you know blah blah blocks and, 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 and yeah. So that was the first motive, right? Psychological motive. Okay. Right. Uh, the second one is what. She calls existential motive. Okay. And she says this just refers to people's needs to be or to feel safe and secure in the world that they live in. And also to feel that they have some kind of power over the things that happen to them as well. So again, when something happens, people don't like to feel powerless. No one does. Yeah. No one does. They don't like to feel out of control. And so reaching to conspiracy theories might, I guess, at least allow people to feel that they have information that at least explains why, right? Why they don't have any control over this this situation. So research has shown that people who do feel powerless and disillusioned do tend to gravitate more towards conspiracy theories. Which makes sense because, like, yeah. you want to make sure that whatever is happening, you you fully understand why it's happening. Yeah. Right. Or you want a reason why it's yeah. happening, and so you'll just eat this up and be like, "Yeah, I can." Coarse lizard. Smirking? Why are you smirking, mother? Coarse right, lizard so people you know are what? taking over the world. Well, I was listening to you talk. I was doing. I was multitasking, right? And I was looking up for that YouTube video for you know Farachi, and I put in flat Earth. This is new to me. 
I've never seen this before. Seen but one. now YouTube has an ad when you type in flat earth. What does it say? And it says the flat earth model is an archaic and scientifically disproving conception of earth shape <laughs> as a plane or disc. <laughs> Nice. I'm pretty sure a lot of flat earthers are mad about that. Oh my god! Yeah, and that's gosh. at the very top of the page. So you can so you type it up and it tells <coughs> you it's stupid and it's old and it's proven to be fake. <laughs> After is, now that you know that, watch what the fuck you want to watch. This is for comedic purposes yeah. only. <clears throat> and her final area or her final set of motive is what she calls social motives, and those refer to people's desire to feel good about themselves as individuals and also feel good about themselves in terms of the groups that they belong to. And this is what I said earlier, right? You know, sometimes if you're, I don't want to say weak-minded, but if you're easy to persuade or easy for peer pressure. Yeah, and or you just want to feel like you're in a group, right? Part of friends or whatever. Sometimes you don't believe what they believe. Right, right. That's true. Yeah, and, and this makes you know individuals feel good about themselves, and again, in as well as with the groups that they belong to. And she goes on on saying, at the in, individual level, people like to feel like having high self-esteem, right? They like to feel good about themselves. Yeah, and potentially one way of doing that is to feel that you have access to information that other people don't necessarily have. And this ties in with with uh, 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 Mills and asking about, you know, narcissism, right? And she's like, well, does narcissism play a role in in, in this? I'm like, yeah. She, Douglas, yeah, narcissism does play a big factor in this. And it goes back to the social motive. Right, because they want to feel that they, they have the information that no one else has. Right, they want to feel important. So, so yeah. So, just to reiterate, uh, um, there's there's different reasons why people believe in in these conspiracy theories. Whether either to feel safe, right, because yeah. they feel powerless and like ah, yeah, I don't know what control. to do, so fuck it. Yeah, I'll lean more towards this, or uh-huh. uh, you just want to have. This power of like you know what I know something, I know something that you don't I know something I you good. don't yeah yeah and those people are usually fucking annoying yeah. especially they sound like that too yeah well <laughs> so that like, itself is uh, so that's another issue so <laughs> basically what you're saying is you're boiling everything down to being bored and stupid like I said in the beginning sure Moses sure sure right. sure that's, sure that's, sure with with I, your I just want I, I, <laughs> I just want you, I just want you guys to know that I know I'm sticking to that yeah. And then uh, if you want to watch the video, you can watch it at the APA.org, at the podcast section. The podcast is known as Speaking of Psychology, and the episode is episode 124, Why People Believe in Conspiracy Theories, well, with um, Karen Douglas. You guys could find that link on the episode show notes, you know, if you're on Google or Spotify or on app, just scroll up and then you'll be able to find the link below. It's, it's a lot there. easier. So when I was looking up conspiracies, the biggest ones that came out, especially because, you know, we're all going through it, is fucking COVID-19. Yeah. So I want I didn't want to bring that up again, mostly because we just did a COVID or, or, or a fucking vaccine episode. Vaccine episode. So go watch it. 
or go listen to it. Dope ass episode. So I brought up another one that that was really seemed fucking interesting as shit. Have y'all ever heard of the protocols of the elders of Zion? Of the elders of Zion. Of Zion. the <coughs> elders of Zion. No, no, but that sounds dope as fuck. So basically, what it has to do with is that the protocols consist of twenty-four quote-unquote meetings, during w- which the chief of the Jewish wise men explains how to turn non-Jews into slaves, and how to take hold of various global institutions. I thought you were going to start talking about Elder Scrolls, no, bro. bro. Yeah, I we gonna, I we or gonna... fucking Lovecraftian, fucking yeah. uh, the elders. Okay, and and to be honest, the title didn't catch my attention like i saw it pass by as, as i was looking through different um conspiracies and then I, I was like you know what let me just take a chance with this see what's up with this and so the text contains a crit uh, critique of liberalism and al- analysis of methods that can be used to gain control of the world and a description of the universal state to come the book does not give any details about the identity of the wise men the author of the quote-unquote minutes, the time and the place of the meetings, the intended audience, or the ways in which the manuscript uh, were made public. Different editions give different accounts of where the manuscript was found. In some editions, it was discovered in the uh, Chancellery of Zion, reportedly located in France. In others, it was obtained by a woman who knew one of the top leaders of the Freemasonry, another society typically associated with Jewish conspiracies. In other editions, the protocols was presented by Zionist leader uh, Theodore Herzl himself at the first Zionist Congress in 1897. So basically, all in all, is this kind of log of of meetings with really high up Jewish people Mm -hmm. whose plan basically was to take over the world, to be a part of every single outlet, to be able to gain full world domination. Hmm. And so that's what this book is about. This, so this, is, this is what this book is about. So this book is basically just the uh, what would you call it? The transcribed version of those meetings. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And the protocols of the elders of Zion is one of the most notorious and widely distributive anti-Semitic publications of modern times. It lies about the Jews, which they have been repeatedly discredited. It continues to circulate till this day, especially on the internet. Oh wait, so you're saying, so this book was was written by somebody who's who's anti-Semitic and who's anti-Semitic. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a book that someone. T- All right, never mind. It's supposed to be seen or it's supposed to be published as a real life account, but then again, like how you're saying, um. The, the whole thing with between Fauci and this one yeah. other doctor from Harvard and this bullshit and this bullshit once you kind of start digging deeper and find out who who is this, this dude you find out like oh so, so this guy's just a piece of shit who just wanted to talk shit about Jews so he wrote the book to make all to make for the for the book to be intended to be looked at as super as an anti-semitic yeah it's entirely for, for, for them to piss off people for them to be like oh exactly so oh. that when people read the book they're like you see fuck the Jews you know, the protocols is entirely a work of fiction, intentionally written to blame Jews for a variety of ills. All Those right. who distribute distribute its claim that it documents a Jewish conspiracy to dominate the world, and the conspiracy and its alleged leaders and the so-called elders of Zion actually never existed. So let's 
talk about where the origins of the lie are. <clears throat> okay. In 1903, portions of the Protocols of Elders of Zion were uh, serialized in a Russian newspaper called uh, Zamnya, which translates to the banner. The version of the Protocols that has endured and has been translated to dozens of languages, however, was first published in Russia in 1905 as the appendix in the Great in the small the coming of antichrist and the rule of satan on earth by russian writer and uh majestic sergey nilas although the exact origin of the protocols is unknown it was intent to portray the jews as conspirators against the state in 24 chapters or protocols alleged minutes from the meetings of the jewish leaders the protocols describes the secret plans of jews to rule the world by manipulating the economy controlling the media and fostering religious conflict. And not to cut you off, are we allowed to say Jew? Yeah, it's isn't a religion. It, yeah, but isn't it isn't it like an, isn't the term Jew as a derogatory term? Yeah. Oh, look it up. <laughs> if so, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Archie does not. <laughs> Archie's statement does not um, portray my <laughs> our views at <laughs> all. At all. These are literally from articles that I read through. So following the Russian Revolution of 1917, anti-Bolshevik uh, Amgris brought the protocols to the West. Soon after, the edition circulated across Europe, the United States, South America, Japan, and an Abrik translation first appeared in the 1920s. Beginning in the 1920s, full uh, magnet Henry Ford's newspaper, the Dearborn Independent, published a series of articles based on the protocols, the, the International Jew. And that's what it was called. The book that included the series was translated into at least 16 languages. Both Adolf Hitler and Joseph Goebbels, later head of the propaganda ministry, praised Ford for the International Jew. So Henry Ford, the motherfucker who was in charge of, you know, the creation of Ford Motor Company, firmly believed in this protocol and in the u.s a hoax hmm. was given a wide distribution of the most admired businessman of the time which was henry ford himself in the 1920s ford had quote-unquote america's americanized the forged document the international jew the world's fur foremost problem and that's the name of the article was called or the book was called it ran as an expert in the newspaper the Dearborn independent for 91 straight weeks the international Jew was translated into 16 languages. Dude, that sounds so aggressive. It, it's horrible. <laughs> just, just international Jew. It <laughs> sounds so aggressive. And and in quotes, which, which it said the world's for, foremost problem. Yeah. That's the that's the, that's that's the, the title. That's the world's okay. Yeah. Which which goes back to this. A lot of people saying that it depends entirely on the context, the speaker. And the reason for being identified as a Oh yeah, so Achi was saying it aggressive. Every time he said it, <laughs> oh, every wow. time every time no. he said it, he was spitting on the floor. <laughs> he I was pity. snarling. The, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Just I, all right, I, so it's all in context. So it's all yeah. in context. So it's like the N word. And the speaker. It's context. It's the context. It's no <laughs> <laughs> Except we don't say that here. So Though the Jewish communal leadership mounted a lawsuit that forced the auto magnet to issue a retraction, in 1927, the hatred behind the protocols continued to seep into the public. 
and the 1930s a popular anti-new deal radio uh radio priest charles e coughlin exerted the protocols in his new paper social justice but father coughlin was wary about endorsing its accuracy and merely stated that it might be an interest to its readers so now let's go ahead and expose the fucking fraud that this shit is all right so just lame terms this book was written by an anti it was written with anti-semitic purposes yes and not only did it not only did it work it kind of it sounded like it worked fantastically oh, when amazingly it, when it came to spreading you know this false propaganda right to the point where ford henry ford yep was a huge proponent of this book yep so what you're saying is if you drive a ford no, so what you're telling me is the Ford is the is the vehicle of racists? Yes. All right. So if you drive a Mustang, my favorite yeah. car is yes, the, my dad. the Shelby. My Your dad, dad bro. Dad Mustang. Hey, you better start looking at him funny. You're like, hey. How dare you? Your dad's library. <laughs> He's like, what? What should I get into? <laughs> Watch your hand move. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sweating? <laughs> Why are you sweating, dad? <laughs> So in 1921, the London Times presented conclusive proof that the protocols was a clumsy plagiarism. The Times confirmed that the protocols had been copied in a larger part from a, pre- a French political satire that never mentioned any Jews at all. Hmm. Maurice Jolly's dialogue in hell between uh, Machville and Montesquieu. Other investigations revealed that in one chapter of the Prussian novel, uh, Herman Gashi's Berais in 1868 also inspired the protocols itself. So he was just pulling from. So he was just pulling from other places and just putting his his own spit on it. <laughs> it was just, he was just sprinkling his anti-Semitism on yeah. top on top of his plagiarism. <laughs> exactly, nice. you know, because because you, you want to make it as realistic as possible or as truthful as possible. I mean, unfortunately, it worked. I mean, it, it still does to this day. It did. And this was a big proponent that Hitler himself, like I mentioned, got inspired by and used this as a factual document to let everyone know, look, this is the reason and we are not wrong for doing what we're doing. And the Nazi uh, party uh, dialogue, Alfred Rosenberg introduced Hitler to the protocols during the early 1920s as Hitler was developing his worldview. He referred to the protocols in some of his early political speeches and throughout his career, he exploited the myth that Jewish Bolsheviks were conspiring to control the world. During the 1920s and 1930s, the protocols of elders of Zion played an important part in the Nazis' propaganda arsenal. The Nazi party published at least 23 editions of the protocol between 1919 and 1939 following the Nazi seizure of power in 1933. Some schools even used the protocols to indoctrinate students. Oh. So this is part of their fucking text, bro. So in 20 years, they printed out 13 different editions. Versions of this. That My. means they added stuff to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like I mentioned today, like I mentioned. <laughs> oh, bad. The first edition oh. was like 19 pages. <laughs> the 13 was like 400. Jeez. It's like, oh, they're, they're, they're getting more information about this. Oh, shit. Oh. So like I mentioned, it's still used till this fucking day. According to the U.S. Department of State reports on global anti-Semitism, in the United States and Europe, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and Holocaust deniers 
endorsed to circulate the protocols. Books based on the protocols are available worldwide, even in countries with hardly any Jews, such as Japan. Many school textbooks throughout the Arab and Islamic world teach the protocols, in fact. Countless political speeches, editorials, and even children cartoons are derived from the protocols. And, uh, and in 2002, Egypt's government-sponsored television aired uh, a miniseries based on the protocols and an event condemned by the U.S. State Department. They, what the? On TV? Let's put it on TV, bro. 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, the Palestinian organization uh, Hamas draws in part of the protocols to justify its terrorism against Israeli civilizations hmm. or civilians. The internet has dramatically increased the access of the protocols. And even though many websites expose the protocols as fraud, the internet has made it easy to use the protocols to spread hatred of Jews. Today, a typical internet search yields several thousand sites that decimate sell or debate the protocols or expose them as a fraud as well yeah like even like the whole q and on conspiracy thing that's happening right now like that has influence because of the protocols because we're thinking at the rich and the high whatever yeah. are the few the powerful that are controlling the world same thing with the protocols where, yeah. where we're they're using jews as a scapegoat as the reason why shit is happening like even um kind of recently uh, Mary Ann Mendoza, that was a member of the advisory board of President Trump's re-election campaign, was due to speak on August the 25th. She was suddenly pulled from schedule after she has retweeted the link to the conspiracy theory about the Jewish elites oh, planning yeah. to take over the world. And in her now deleted tweet, Mendoza urged that her roughly 40,000 followers to read the lengthy thread that warned of a plan to enslave the Goyim or the non-Jews and included favored uh, denunciation of the historically wealthy Jewish family, like the Rothschilds, as well as the top targets of the right-wing extremism today, the liberal Jewish philanthropist George Soros. So, Dude, Sor Soros, he's he. So for the right, for the right-wing conspiracy theorists, uh -huh. Soros, he is the reason why everything is going wrong. If some he according to them when they're he's paying this person off he's paying these people he's paying if you lead any conspiracy that QAnon believe in 99% of the conspiracies they all lead back to fucking sorrows yeah for whatever reason this man I haven't done any research on him I don't know if he's done some shady shit or something or maybe he's I don't know but everything leads back to sorrows Alex Jones he believes uh, Soros controlling the world. He's paying networks off. Yeah, yeah. He has, he's doing this. For th it's just a bunch. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. This guy's. That's how I know him. I know him because according <laughs> to him, he's paying people. He's paying Satan. He's paying Satan. Yeah, like, Satan's like, hey, it's time. Yeah, catch up. But yeah, like, it's crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. I want to go into. I want to have a min maybe a mini episode or an episode on. How on the hall the whole Holocaust denial thing? That's crazy. How? Like, it's like the same thing with the Sandy Sandy Hook thing, the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting. Mm -hmm. That they that people thought never so, that it never happened. That these were all actors, and that the people, who, uh, the parents who lost their children, they're like, that's, they're full of shit. That they're they're just doing this for for money or blah blah. Like, 
I, yes, it's the same thing. But the Holocaust was millions of people. Massive. Massive. There are maybe fucking warehouses full of film and pictures, footage of these sites. There's monuments. How how are you? How deep are you in your own echo chamber of bullshit? It's right there. That you denying the Holocaust. The same thing with the Armenian genocide. Yes. And I heard of that because... The Holocaust denial. Well, nah. I actually heard of that because um, I was student teaching at Glendale High School. And Glendale itself is a huge Armenian community. Yeah, it is. So then they had a day where they use Glendale High School's um, performing arts center because it's fucking nice, dude. Like, this is a high school and they have a freaking... They have a theater that's better than my college university theater. Glendale, bro. They have money out there. And, and the, that's the reason why it's so nice is because they they got a, a sponsor from one of the community members there and they're like, I want you to build a very nice auditorium and just put it under my name. Mm. And they build for this, this fucking high-tech, ridiculously high-tech fucking auditorium where like any events that happen outside of school, they go there too. Oh, wow. Including one that was like a a remembrance with the, the Armenian genocide mm-hmm. because apparently people are denying that shit as well. And I'm like, How the f- yeah. there's so many lies that were lost and there's all these documents letting you know like this, all this stuff happened. How are you telling me that this didn't happen? Other than you saying it just didn't happen. I'm asking you guys a question. No. All right. Alright, so that's today's episode. <laughs> Alright, go for Damn, it. Damn, that fucked up your whole segment, huh? <laughs> that was it. I wasn't expecting that. Nice. They, came in, they came in the left field. What do you guys think of to your head Titties. when I say <laughs> Phantom Time? Phantom Time? Phantom Time. I think Father Time. Okay. That's that's dumb, but okay. It is. Like like break it down or the first no, thing what, that comes? No, what's the first thing that pops into you? What pops into your head? Phantom uh, Time. It's it's a time for ghosts. <laughs> It's spooky time. It's spooky time. So Halloween, it's Halloween, bro. It's Halloween. Halloween. It, it, it's a time for ghosts, you know. <laughs> That's I, the I, first I, thing came to head. Like, like, you know what? It's Phantom I, time. I, I don't even want to do this segment anymore. This I just want to talk bullshit. about that. I just want to talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's this theory called the Phantom Time Theory. Okay. Okay. All right. And this <clears> Phantom Time. <throat> This phantom time theory Uh is the claim that there was a conspiracy to fast forward time. And in order to do so, almost 300 years of history were made up. What? Yeah. So this phantom time theory was brought up by German historian Herbert Illing in the 80s. And he claims... That there was a conspiracy entered back in the year 1000 AD to change the dating system by three world rulers. Pope Sylvester II, Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, and Constantine VII. These three world rulers got together and changed the calendar to make it seem as if Otto the Holy Roman Emperor, the third, 
had begun his reign in the millennial year of 1000 AD. And if you're asking yourself, why would they do this? Because the year 1000 sounded a lot better than the year 706. It was a aesthetic thing because they thought it just sounded nice. Well, because remember, a thousand the, the word AD means Anno Domini, okay. so a thousand Anno Domini, which means the year of the Lord, sounds better than 703. So, what they did 703 or six? 700, it's like 97, 703, they 297 years that they made up for it to sound like this. <coughs> So they were like, like you know. That. So they were like, these three rulers. They were like, you know what? On paper, the year one thousand looks kind of hard. <laughs> the way it sounds, whack. The way you write it, whack. The year one thousand, tight as fuck. Tight as fuck. <laughs> tight as fuck. So nice, nice, nice. So in order for this to happen, all according to this theory, the three of these rulers altered existing documents created fake historical events and people in order for the new timeline to make sense. They faked so much shit that they had to make up 300 years worth of bullshit for them to be able to pull this off. So they're like, all right, so year 703, what, you know, let's make up this person. Damn it. This person, if this person was this age, they, they, they dug themselves in such a deep rabbit hole that they made up 300 years enough for them to sound real fucking cool to them. So they made up a bunch of bullshit. Some of the bullshit that they made up was, according to this theory, they made up Charlemagne, who was one of Europe's greatest emperors. He helped unite Europe for the first time in almost 300 years. This man was the shit. Charlemagne, he was the shit. He was so powerful that a pope, the pope, once came to him to ask for protection. What? Yeah, that's how powerful Charlemagne in real life. In real life, right? right. In real life, this is Charlemagne. This is, he was the shit. He was an awesome ruler. Not awesome, but he was like a big ruler. He was he was ahead of his time when it came to military conflict and strategy. Was he it, was so powerful. What's 300 years ahead of his time? <laughs> so, <laughs> so according to this theory, he was made up by them. By them, the Dark Ages were made up by them. So we call this time the Dark Ages because from the year six hundred to the years nine hundred, almost nothing happened. No new scrolls were written. No new things were being invented. We just blamed it on Europe going to shit after the fall of the Roman Empire. Rome, Rome fell. That oh my God, we can we can recover. So for three hundred years, everyone was just dumb as fuck. But according to this theory, those three hundred years where nothing happened were the three hundred years that they made up for their elaborate lie. Mm. Mm. Another thing that was made up according to this was Alfred the Great. He Batman's was, dude. So, so king, so this king, he be 
the living shit out of the Vikings as an underdog while defending his kingdom. He slaughtered them when the Vikings were the Vikings. At the peak of the Vikings, this motherfucker kicked them in the teeth and fucked them up. He was celebrated. He was known as a fair and just ruler. And he is the only English king to have earned the title The Great. He earned the title Alfred the Great. Nice. He, he's all he was nicknamed the most perfect man in history. He he had no he was good. Everybody the poor rich everybody loved him. No matter what side he he would he would chill dude, chill dude. According to this theory, made up. <laughs> right. So this conspiracy just wasn't pulled out of someone's ass. There's there is proof that humans have fucked around with time, like when the Catholic Church back during the Middle Ages. They would forge documents and then predate them hundred of years later for them to back up their own bullshit today. Mm. So they made up some stupid like, oh, don't eat cheat, don't don't um if, if you're gonna donate to the church, you have to donate at least five dollars or else you're gonna go to hell. It says in the Bible, where does it say? They put out a scroll that they made up last week, but they dated it three hundred years ago. See, it's right here, look, look at the date, look at the date. See? Word of God. Fuck, all right, you're right. The Catholic Church was doing this. <laughs> Damn. Right. So there is some, I want to say, fact. So, so there is some evidence of humans fucking with time. Yeah, but 300 years yeah. worth of fucking bullshit. But, uh, As a bullshitter myself, I cannot bullshit for that. a lot of work, bro. That's a lot of work. That's, a lot of work. That's the reason why we bullshit, so we won't have to do a lot of work. Yeah. All of this, all of this was because they thought... It would look cooler on paper to rule in the year 1000 than in the year 7803 <laughs> AD. Wow. And it's not just the conspiracy theory because there's there's evidence supporting this conspiracy theory. Like for those 300 years, no buildings were constructed during this time in Europe. No? None. What? No new church doctrines, which means no new church rules. You know the church loves to make up rules. As they went along, a new invention stuff comes in. Nope, that's against God, so they will always be no new doctrines, no new ways of going to hell. Roman Roman architecture existed much later, which is proof that the Roman Empire had fallen more recently than thought. So they said, for example, oh, the Roman, you know, the fucking Romans existed fucking 700 years ago, but the building was only built 400 years ago. Right. And you're like, wait, I thought it was a thousand years ago. So there's a 300 year discrepancy with kind of heavy. But and not only that, there are actual other um, professionals that believe in this theory. Like here's a small excerpt from Dr. Hans Ulrich, who had a paper published in 1995 titled, Did the Early Middle Ages Really Exist? That's what he says. Nah. Between antiquity and the Renaissance, historians count approximately 300 years too many in their chronology. Nothing can be said about this period because no historical sources exist for the supposed reform in this period. In other words, the Roman Emperor Augustus really lived 700, 1700 years ago instead of the conventionally assumed 2000 years. So he said there's 300 years 
literally nothing was written. Not one book, not one story, not one legend, not one doctrine. Nothing was built. Nothing was written in these dark ages because those dark ages didn't exist. So he's saying, what makes more sense? That 300 years, nobody did absolutely anything. Nobody wrote a book. Nobody wrote a story. Nobody did anything. Everything was a pause. Nobody wrote a note. That there's nothing written ever. No one wrote a love letter. No one wrote a fuck you. No one wrote an IOU. No one drew anything for 300 years or they never existed. Which is, he's like, which is more believable? Fuck. <laughs> right? That's the theory. But just like almost all bullshit, things start to fall, things start to fall apart real fast when you counter with actual provable facts and you're asking well, well, what kind of facts are we talking about uh how about the chinese historical records the chinese actually have records that these years existed because they have they, they have buildings that were created in these years they have buildings they have records the islamic historical records are the same thing the byzantine empire has records the papal the church has records outside of europe you know what I mean? It's just Europe that didn't have 300, 300 years. Europe just took a shit and died. <laughs> the world around them kept on going. Kept on going. Kept on going. That's the proof. Like, oh, it didn't happen. Motherfucker just like just if, this, if that did, yeah, if that didn't happen, how come in the years that didn't exist, this dude lived? We have records. We have clothes. We have everything. It's just Europe shut themselves for three hundred years and didn't do anything. Yeah, boring. <laughs> During the Dark Ages, Herbert was like, see, nothing happened in Europe, which means time did not exist and that's when the rest of the world literally went hold my beer okay and they proved this they they, they proved this theory they they, uh, they annihilated this theory like there's so many fucking facts that prove that this theory is full of shit not only could there's not not only other records from other countries from other religions from other whatever we have we could chart astrology you know how we could use the stars to date back there, there, are, there are papers written in the years, those three, those 300 years that didn't happen by Chinese, um, Chinese records that they, that they talk about astronomical events. There was an eclipse. Well, we could check, we could do the math. I'm like, oh yeah, there was an eclipse. They wrote it back then. It happened. We could test, we could test it out now. It's proven. All right. So there's proof that that year didn't exist. Cause there's fucking this dude wrote about it. It's just Europe for whatever reason, just shit themselves after the Roman empire fell. Like these Islamic and Chinese historical records, these records, they also mention astronomical events like Halley's Comet and eclipses, oh, true, true. which all coincide with the idea that the Middle Ages did happen, except they just sucked so much <laughs> that they're just not <laughs> worth mentioning. And that is the end of today's episode. But yeah, man, phantom time, bro. Nothing happened from the 600 in the year 900. All because some dude's like, hey, bro, that should look real sick if I ruled in the year 1000 AD, bro. Three, they made up 300 years just because they like the aesthetic. The aesthetic look of the year 1000 AD. And you know what? I don't blame them. The year 703, fuck that year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid ass year anyways. But yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Achi, welcome back, because you weren't here last week. Yes, sir. Freaking uh, busy, busy, busy. 
Yes. Fucking school. School's been. School sucks. Yeah, bro. Like, I've been getting a lot of overtime. Nice. Getting a lot of overtime. Wait, I mean. Covering classes because teachers are out, coming out positive, or we can't find subs. So I'm just seeing it as like, all right, just more money for my paycheck. Fuck it. Also, good looking out on the new mics. If you guys, if you guys notice something a little different, because is that overtime, bro? <laughs> is that overtime? Over is that COVID time. money? Is that COVID money? All right, see, it's not, see, COVID's not all that bad. We got, you know, <laughs> we got new mics. Wow. So we got good. new mics. Huh? Actually, good looking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He bought us new mics. He bought us new stands. So we have fucking podcast poppy over here. <laughs> podcast poppy. So thank you guys, and uh, and as always, we are the Weird History Eerie Tales Pod. Aliens are real.